think editorializing on interesting facts is sort of like the gist of it. What does factual even mean anyway? I mean, it certainly means different things to different people. I push record. Okay, I push record. Here we go. Woo! We did it. Uh, welcome to Feature Creep. Colon. colon Built-in microwave. Semicolon. Short. This short. is another short. Get your shorts on. This yeah. one's about playing games. Games in the time of COVID. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, this could, if we get into it, might be a series. We'll see. Um, we'll see. This will be the inaugural. The first The first annual. I don't know. <laughs> yeah um i so last week uh i uh recorded the um or we published the um the solo because we we couldn't sync up in time to get the get the thursday night or the thursday day it was more of a thursday night release anyway mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. in which i talked about role-playing games a little bit and my quest to find a game called quest because this uh, anyway the point of it was that uh a group of friends i play games with on thursday nights we've been talking about playing some different kinds of games. So traditionally we've played, um, we used to play in person before COVID. And so we would play board games, which you, you and Damon um, attended that one time, which was pretty fun. Or I think yeah, it was just I, you. It was just me because Megan was coming into town. That's right. Yeah. So we went over and we played some board games. We played some pretty fun uh, board games and different kinds of games. And um, it's a pretty great, great group of friends. And we all seem to enjoy doing that thing. And so I brought up, uh, one of my on and off hobbies of playing Dungeons and Dragons or other kinds of tabletop role playing yeah. games. And so last week I talked a little bit about that. And then I talked about this particular game I found called Quest, um, which I've yet to play. So I can't fully speak to it, but I can talk about its design and its inter- and how interesting it is. Um, but I thought I would talk a little bit about just playing games in the time of COVID in general. So, um, Many of us, and I'm sure uh, people who are listening to this can relate, spend way too much time on Zoom. Um, and you're probably just kind of like many, I'd say several Thursdays, um, Thursday nights, I'm just like, I'm over Zoom because I've been on Zoom all day or I've been on video chat of some kind all day. And then to mm-hmm. get on video chat in the evening to have social hour just isn't great. Um, it's yeah. a mixed bag. I mean, it's nice to see my friends. And since I live alone, it's nice to see anybody, right? Um, yes. And then in a more social context. But uh, playing games is pretty fun, and there's some games that lend themselves better to online play than others. Um, we play a mix of, we play a game, Ticket to Ride, that you can play cooperatively, or not cooperatively, but you can play multiplayer on your phone or on the computer. Um, that's a pretty mm-hmm. fun game that's about... Uh, you're basically if you've ever played the board game ticket to ride it's essentially like you're building railroads across the country and you have like target cities that you have to visit and it's competitive where you're selecting like different colored railroads that you can lay down on the map um and so that game is once you kind of get into it it's pretty fun yeah um so i had i had brought up with my friends that i was like hey you know i play on friday nights i play dungeons and dragons and that group of um players that i play with are pretty pretty strong on the idea of continuing to play dungeons and dragons like they don't want to play other kinds of role-playing games um they're devoted they're devoted to it they're pretty heavily invested in it um so it's unlikely that we are going to step away from dungeons and dragons and we play fifth edition which is the latest version of dungeons and dragons um Mm -hmm there and so and that's fine i enjoy it um 
but there are other really great role-playing games that I think appeal to more, um, even more so to more people, I think, or they just have different dynamics and they have different mechanics and they're really kind of interesting. And so um, I had hoped and I tried to convince the group of people I play with on Thursday nights if they wanted, you know, to kind of convince them to try some role-playing games out. So I did a little yeah. research and I found some interesting ones. And so um, last night I had the pleasure of playing a particular one that I found. And so this, this game is called Dr. Magnet Hands. Oh my God. Yes. And this game is free. Um, it's someone just wrote it. I unfortunately don't know the name of the author and in the, um, sort of the thank you section of the document, it just says Jess Townsend for inventing the attack of the psycho psychotic killer undead from, from under the sea, which is remi <laughs> remarkably similar to Dr. Magnet hands, except that you can play that one sober. Um, <laughs> and so there are references to other people, but not the actual author of the document. Um, but if you Google Dr. Magnet Hands, Magnet Hands, all one word, you will find many, many places where this game has been posted. It's a one page document about how to play the game. Um, and uh, you play it with three or more drunk people is generally the, the way that it's approached. You could probably play this with um, people who have... Uh, delight in the pleasure of silliness and you know young children would obviously be great at this without having to be drunk although if you're getting them drunk that's on you um <laughs> sorry um <laughs> what my point being is like don't don't get your underage children drunk play the game sober with them i think they'll enjoy it it's very silly and the way children are essentially like like little know, drunk intellectually people. like drunk yeah yeah. So um, if you can get yourself into that mindset without alcohol, by all means, this game is for you as well. Um, yeah. But the, so the great thing about um, this game is essentially the way. So the premise of it, it's a role playing game. And so role playing games or it's it's in the vein of a traditional sort of what you would call like a pen and paper role playing game where um, one person plays the sort of the game master or the the sort of the storyteller or it's not really a storyteller because everybody is part of telling the story but they play the guide the person who is going to keep the game moving forward and and manage all of the different components of it while the players will be more focused on playing particular characters so this is a very traditional form of that sort of tabletop role-playing game uh, okay um and so you have you have these roles and essentially the game is about um people playing superheroes who must defeat Dr. Magnet Hands as he prepares to destroy the Earth by firing his radioactive rocket castle on the moon into the White House on Christmas Eve. Um, and so... Um, <laughs> And so the and so the way that you set up the game. So you can imagine like there's the scene. So now you can kind of imagine in your mind it's like, well what? How does that work? So the way it works is the players play superheroes and the game master or the guide will then play the role of Dr. Magnet Hands and all of the actions that happen around that. Like he, he okay. will play or he or she will play or they will play the um the person who collaborates and gets everything working so if there are other Got characters it. that are not played by people by players then they will also be acted out by the game master so okay. the main the crux of it is the way that you kind of set this up is that everyone gets um, eight pieces of paper and they write down a phrase or a word or a noun or something on each piece of paper and so the idea is that you try to write things on each piece of paper that will make people laugh 
and that will be okay. absurd. And so, so humor is humor, humor is, is a, a, a heavy, heavy part of this. The whole goal okay. of it is to write stuff on each one. So each piece of paper will have something written written on it. What that okay. stuff is depends on the person who's writing it. There are some guides or categories for good ideas of like what things you should try to touch on. So for instance, you should attempt to write character names and identities. You should attempt to write superpowers and abilities, and you should attempt to write props and plot devices. And so the examples of the character names and identities are things like Captain Happenstance, the butt wizard, the furniture suffragette, um, catastrophe <laughs> atoms. Like these are the examples in the document. So you have a sense of like what they're getting at here. Um, superpowers include things like door foo, unreliable flight, eight armed monster, art theft. Um, so again, like I like I like the un unreliable unreliable flight. Yes, exactly. Unreliable flight and art theft are my favorites in that list. Yeah. Um, uh, props and plot devices would be things like 13 children's worth of teeth, more cocaine than you can hold in both hands, apples, <laughs> apples everywhere, a dog on a string. Like these are just kind of it's it's nonsensical, right? Um, yeah. So after everybody writes down their eight things, we we take those pieces of paper and we, you know, we fold them up like a lottery and throw them in a hat or a bowl or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you mm -hmm. mix them up and then. Each player draws four of those pieces of paper out. And those four pieces of paper then make up your superhero identity and their superpowers and whatever. And you might right. be thinking, okay, but what happens if I don't get one of the identities? Doesn't matter. Their example is like, you, the, uh, the thing to understand about role playing is like, now it's on you. These are props and sort of things to help you arrive at describing what your superhero is. And so, um, one of the examples in the document is that in one game, a woman played Downton Abbey for the whole thing. We had to set entire scenes inside of her. I think she managed to have an affair with a priest at one point. So you can see like, <laughs> like it's up to you how you construct the absurdity of it. Uh -huh. And so it's collaborative, like all role-playing games um, or the best ones are, is it's a sort of collaborative effort to create this story in this event. And so, um, and so after you do that, so everybody has their characters, then um, the game master or the guide per then does the, um, the task of creating the plot. And uh -huh. so now there are leftover pieces of paper in the bowl, right? Cause everybody wrote eight things down and, um, and they only drew out four. And so now there's, there's plenty of leftover topics and things in there. And so then the, the game master will now draw three or four out for each scene. Mm -hmm. And there, mm -hmm. and so the way that the game unfolds is basically it takes place in three scenes. And so, um, uh, there's, so the game basically says um, these bits of these pieces of these bits of paper are the plots that Doctor Magnet Hands is going to use to take over the world or destroy the world or whatever. Shut up! Um, you know that's the actual what's what's written there. It's the whole humor of it is great. Yeah, shut up! You don't know. Um, and so uh, and so the whole point of it is that you try to as a game master you take these four pieces of paper and you fiddle around with them until you figure out. Uh, something that represents some scene. Um, and so 
there's basically three scenes that happen. The first scene is when um, a representative of Dr. Magnet Hands bursts into the her- hero's hideout or their domain and and tells them that they'll never defeat Dr. Magnet Hands. The second scene takes Plaus takes takes place and takes Plaus. Re- takes Plaus. Yeah. A Plaus is a place inside of a blouse. Inside of a blouse. Nice. <laughs> Um, the second the second scene takes place on route to the moon uh, in space. So the players are now they've left their hideout or wherever they were the superheroes and now they're traveling to the moon. And so how they are doing that is part of the role playing. They need to as a team discuss and say, well, how did we? travel from there to the moon and they might mm-hmm. have some of their superpowers or their properties or their you know something that yeah. they have that they might lend and so the idea is to use as many of the things that you have work them into a story right yes. and so each person each participant in the game gets to play some part and talk about that um so then so that's the second place is they're on on en route to the moon. Then the third place is the final battle that takes place on the irradiated surface of the moon and the results and results in the defeat of Dr. Mad- Magnet Hands. Oh. So um, the mechanics of it uh, is that the guide will present or the GM, the game master will present some problems using pieces of paper in, that are drawn from the hat um, mm-hmm. And won't present any solutions. The players have to put forward one of their powers to counteract that um, and describe how that is done in a hilarious fashion, which destroys both. So um, <laughs> even though you destroy your superpower or you know whatever, you're still you, right? Like you don't lose yeah. that. Um, so once the scene has no more elements in it, it's over. And then... Um, and so once a character has no more elements in them, they're dead. Give them a death scene. This rarely happens unless someone's deliberately trying to go home early. So that's that's what it describes here. So the idea Somebody's is basically bailing on the fun and they need to be killed off. Yeah. And so basically the idea is that um you you're you're basically like you know, as a character, you have four elements that you can use to combat the problems that are going to happen in each scene. And so everybody needs to like use up one of those elements until, um, they're all gone. And so then, um, the final thing is that Dr. Magnet hands is basically a, uh, Dr. Magnet Hands is a person who wears a white lab coat and has oversized horseshoe magnets for hands. Uh, (laughs) They have trouble opening doors, even if they're metal, because they struggle to get unstuck from the metal or they have trouble turning doorknobs, et cetera. Right. Um, I can totally see that. And so then just to kind of like kick it all off, (laughs) it says he speaks, and this is important. This is tremendously important to listen. So listen, he speaks in a sort of bad Dutch accent. No, wait, it's better than that. It's pan-European. Like, imagine the guy who announces the scores from the Eurovision Song Contest in every country and sort of amalgamate them into a voice. If you learn nothing else about this game, remember to at least have a stab at the accent. So that sets the tone for, like, what this whole game is really about. It's just being silly and it's setting some, you know, some framework for that. So we played this last night um, to great effect. It was really fun. Um, I think... Uh, they, the way that they, so, so one of the properties of one of the, um, characters ended up being bouncing high. 
Yeah. And so that was how they got to the moon was that they Uh, bounced high um, from their super superhero hideout to travel to the moon. So then that's fabulous. Yeah. So there were lots of little things like that where um, and I anyway, it's a fun game. It's definitely worth. uh, How did you find out about this game? So I was looking for um, I'd I, I was familiar like a couple years ago. I had been kind of getting back into Dungeons and Dragons. And then I was just reading about role-playing games in general. And I was, um, I was familiar with the concept of like micro RPGs. And there's even ones like micro dot RPGs where the idea is the rules of the game can be written on a postage stamp. Um, Oh, and so people, you know, people make, there's whole forums and stuff where people make stabs at them. And occasionally like one surface that are actually like turn out to be pretty fun. Um, and so I thought, oh, I'll just have a see, I'll have a look and see if there are any micro RPGs that are kind of popular, and maybe yeah. that'd be a fun way to introduce the group into, um, into playing these kind of games. Because my goal is ultimately to have fun, um, and in particular, my goal is to hopefully get this new group of um, gamers to both enjoy role playing, and if they do, then they might be they might be more interested in investing the time it takes to play much more complex games. Because some sure. of these games, like Dungeons and Dragons is kind of the worst. Like there's this kind of trope about people saying, oh, I played that one time um, and it took me, you know, well, we didn't really technically play. I like showed up and it took me four and a half hours to make a character. And then at the end of it, we all went home and I never actually, no one ever actually played the game. Because, right. <laughs> because the game is so, um, you know, Dungeons and Dragons traditionally has this core rule set that is three books and each book is an eight and a half by 11 by 250 pages of just constant there's artwork and stuff and the books are really interesting and cool but they're just full of lore and information and and nuanced you know ways of doing things and it's definitely refined from first edition to fifth edition it's gotten way more simplified and more structured Mm -hmm. and more coherent and all of those things where like the early editions it was like you know, you just spent most of your time looking up rules. It's like, Oh, I'm going to do this. Okay, great. So you're going to climb on a wall. So you've got to, you got to look up this. Oh, you're a ranger. Then you got to do that. Like, and you know, I'm kind of pulling stuff out of my ass here, but the point is like heavily rule oriented or like a lot of information to digest just to get started in the game. Um, some people like that. I think one of the appeals of Dungeons and Dragons is that you can play it, but also you can spend a lot of time by yourself reading through it and reinterpreting the rules and thinking about and being inspired about different kinds of gameplay that might happen. Um, I like that. Yeah, I like it too. Um, but it's, uh, Uh, My point was that I was like, well, I can't basically be like, okay, everybody needs to invest like 50 or $60 to get the the core rule set in order to play a game that at best we've been a pretty casual game night anyway. And I thought, well, there's some casual role-playing games and tabletop role-playing games. Let's see what's out there. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that's how I ended up finding Dr. Magnet Hands is just doing a little research and looking through and I read it and I was like, I think this might be a fun one. So so it was pretty fun it does seem really fun yeah it's definitely really fun i definitely encourage people to look it up and have a go um if you're not too if you don't take yourself too seriously it's definitely an easy one to play so wait i think you mentioned but how many players is there in dr magnahan's so you need at least three which means you know you'd have one person who is the game master and two people who play the superheroes 
Last night I played it with four, which was a great number of people. Um, four total? Four total. You can play with as many people as you want. Um, it's just a matter of managing all of the slips of paper. We did it over text message. So what I had is each person individually text me their list of items, and then I shuffled it for them and then re-handed them out to each person. Like I basically put them all on a list and then shuffled the list um, yep. like online through and like a list sh- shuffler. Yeah, and then dished out you know, four at a time. Um, and that that worked pretty well and we had a really good time and i you know and i didn't even write you know follow the rules super strict like we weren't super strict about having like a one for one where mm-hmm. you know a piece of paper destroys a problem paper um and it i think in this document it doesn't it doesn't paint a strong picture but if you're familiar with role playing games you kind of get the idea that the the point is to take what's written on the paper and then paint an entire scene with it or whatever thing it right. is. So like it's a, it's a prompt, it's a prompt. Words. And then you can turn that into um, uh, like, so for one of the things was like uh, good at power tools, I think was like one of the, one of the superpowers or abilities oh. was in the piece of paper. And so one of the villains that they encountered in space on the, like as they were bouncing high through space in order to get to the moon was <laughs> yeah. this guy who was good with power tools. And so, um, you know, I kind of used that to paint a picture of him having this like power tool workshop and his like, you know, all of those things. And, um, and you can paint whole mm-hmm. scenes and that rep- you know and that's represented from the piece of paper and so then when they use their whatever superpower it was i think um i, I can't remember i think chris had a lot of mints or something like that was his I had a his, lot of mints yeah he like always had er, he always had a mint available right yeah like breath mints and oh so, my god and i can't remember what it what it was that we resolved um we were all a little bit drunk but um that's anyway that's such a good was, one though yeah it's it's great and so you end up like it's it gives you this opportunity to um, have these little moments of like prompted role playing. It's kind of like um, if you've ever been to an improv or something like that, it's a little bit like that, yes. but it's more casual. It's less serious. It's le- it's more silly and less silly. Um, yeah. It takes less from you. Like you can, you know, it should be fun if you're not having fun, then, you know, you don't need to do it. You can just be more, more reserved, whatever. Anyway. Um, yeah. That sounds, I would love to play this game. Yeah. This game sounds great. It's great. And it's a pretty easy one to play over, um, over or online, right? Like it doesn't rely, it doesn't rely on a lot of resources. The rules are free to everybody. So everybody can look at the same rules. Um, you can write them down. You can play them over text message. You can do it really, really easy in the chat, whatever you want to do. Um, it doesn't have to be that complicated. And so, uh, I recommend this one in particular. I'm looking forward to the it one that delightful. I yeah, the one I talked about last week on the short was um, a game yeah. a game called Quest, which is Adventure Game is the website, and they've put together a really beautiful um, book that is just the illustrations are beautiful. The whole design and layout of the document is really well done. I'm looking forward to actually getting a physical copy of the book at some point they they're they're waiting they're about to do like another print i think and that's when hopefully i'll be able to get a chance to get a copy but um it's yeah it's just really it's pretty great like the rules are really simplified compared to dnd dnd has a um has a history of having like really really complex rules which is i think like Mm. we talked about part of the appeal um quest really simplifies it there's basically eight roles that you can choose from each role has um 
each role has a different uh, set of abilities that you can work with. Um, mm-hmm. And and then most of the text in the book just talks about how to get into role playing, which is kind of exactly the right thing. It talks about like how to be a good player, like how to get the most fun out of it. Um, what things, you know, how like examples of, of moments of play and, um, and all the rules are online. Like you don't need to pay for it. You can just go to their website and go to adventure.game and they have entire, like the entire rule set there. The entire, basically the text is all there. All of the things you need to, um, to download if you wanted to download character sheets. And that's kind of the fun thing about the game. It's got, um, to create a game, um, you can, or to create a character, you use these, um, these like sort of character profile sheets and it's essentially like Mad Libs. Um, instead of, so traditionally, like I was mentioning before, like it can take hours and hours to create a character in mm-hmm. some of these role playing games. In Quest, you have like a one page Mad Lib and it starts out with like, hello, my name is blank. And so then, you know, obviously you fill in the name of your character. Um, and then it says, I am blank years old and I stand blank tall. So then you're like, oh, let's put in the age and the height. Yeah. Um, and then it says, "In I'm the party's blank. And that's where you would fill in the role and there's eight roles to choose from. So a lot of these things are basically just multiple choice. It's not even, you don't have to sit there and like agonize over what you're going to do. It's like you've got some set of choices Um and then it goes on to kind of destru- describe your character visually. It says, when people see me, the first thing they notice is my blank. And then in the book, it has a list of a bunch of ideas about what you might put in there. So you can use any of those or you can think of your own once you get a sense of like what what kind of information they're looking for. Um mm-hmm. And it it go like it talks about where your character's from. It says I'm from blank, and then it has a bunch of list of different places you could be from, or you can make something up. Um, you know, like if you were kind of doing a Tolkien esque thing, you could be like I'm from the Shire, and then it would say where my people are known for blank, and then you would say something like where my people are known for their decadent, you know, overeating of of lots of meals or something like that, um, or yeah, you know, uh, or for our peaceful ways or something, and then. Um, and so all of these things are set up to create a character that you're going to role play. And so each aspect is something that you can lean on later when you're describing your actions in the scenes that are being played out for you by the game master or the guide. And the cool thing is the guide has a sheet called the world profile that works the same way. It's basically, it says your story begins blank. And then there's a bunch of options you can choose that are things like, um, you know, in the dark evening of the night or something, you know, or something like it's some, it's all scene setting stuff. Right. And so they have yeah. already a bunch of things you can choose. So if you're not feeling particularly creative or you're really unsure, you can just go through and choose things that appeal to you and end up with a really cool quest. Um, That's great. Right away. Yeah. And the other nice thing is that the game is set up in such a way that um, you can play it in an evening about four hours and you don't have to like commit like most dungeons and dragons games not all of them but most sessions are sessions it's like you play now and you continue the story for months like the one that i've been playing with my friends we've been going for um i think i took over in the summer um but these characters yeah these characters have been playing i've been playing with them for years um 
and you know i've played games that have gone over multiple years um you know meeting mm-hmm. like once or twice a month or maybe two or three times a month depending on people's availability so this is a much lighter version of that um that said there's you know the book itself is maybe 120 pages or something but you only really need to read the first 20 to get into it um after What's that the rest the rest of it talks more about the guide's job and it talks more about how the guide um, how the rest of the world works. And so oh. if you just want to play it and you have someone who's more interested and wants to be the guide, then um, your commitment can be even lower than like committing to like this entire book. Um, but it also reads really nice. The book is, you know, like I said, maybe a hundred and I think, let me pull it up here. I have the, um, it's, the book is a lot uh, in a sense of, um, you know, the length of it, but it's, it's all broken into these really easy sections and many of the pages are just full color, beautiful illustrations. So that part is really great. So it's 131 pages long. It's not bad. The, the end, like, um, no, it's longer than that. It's 130, 155. But the, at, at 100 page 30, the rest of it is the, uh, magical items reference, like a lot of its reference stuff. So it's like, you don't have to, like I said, the meat and potatoes of it are about 20 pages long. And even that, like five of those pages are full color illustrations. So it's Mm. not, um, it's not like unwieldy and the actual rules themselves are really, really simple to follow. Um, so these games, yeah, playing games in the time of COVID, um, I just wanted to kind of talk about my own experience and see what other people thought. And we'd love to hear yeah. from you. If you guys we haven't been playing very many games yeah. uh, because everyone we typically play with, we play with in person, um, but nobody's really going anywhere near each other right now. And we certainly do not have the type of friendships where we could like wrangle everybody into an online game. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I mean, I think, well, you and I know some people, I bet we could probably get away with doing that. It's also hard to to add like one more night of doing that. Like we yes. have some mutual friends that meet online on Wednesday nights, I think. Yes. And for whatever reason, like this last Wednesday, I had to sit at a bank and fix a bank problem. <laughs> and so I couldn't make it. And then yeah, like there, there have been other weird things on Wednesday nights that I couldn't quite make it either. Oh, and I'm also two hours ahead of all of you guys. So sometimes before you even get started, my you're like is winding down and yep. I'm like, I'm just going to sit here for a little while. And then I like wake up and it's like, oh, how long have I been out for? Right, right. Yeah. And so just being on video that long is just exhausting, I find. Um having to kind of sit fixed in one place. And um, I mean, you can make it work. Yeah. yeah. It's the sitting and the like being tied to a physical space. Like when there's people in a room, you can move around, you can shift around, you can slide one foot left or right and people can still see you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just disappear. Yep. Um, Yeah. And there aren't like connectivity issues. It's, it's really hard to, to let the, thing that's going on on the computer in front of you be the prime focus when there's a whole real world going on in 360 degrees around that computer that you're staring at yeah yeah like real life just intervenes sometimes yeah yeah well these games sound really fun i hope we get a chance to play them i think we will um we should definitely talk more about them as i find out um 
yeah, I would. Uh, we'll we'll see. We'll see what comes up. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I like role playing games. Yeah, me too. Um, I was gonna be like, we should, and I'm like, no, all of that involves more video chat, and I like what we do on the yep. video, which is record more podcasts. Um, right. so. Uh, hopefully in the near future we can play some of them in person or um, you know we'll, it, it, it's yeah. all in flux yeah so. it would be fun to record a game and post it it would be yeah maybe that could be one of if the it, podcasts if it, it, assuming it turned out to be like an actually interesting story to people who weren't playing it like I always really enjoyed watching Harmon Quest yes which is Dan Harmon yes um, and his friends do like a role-playing game yeah where some of them are elves or trolls or wizards or things like that and they all sit at a long table together and play and then videotape it and yeah. also record it for their podcast and I thought that that was really fun yeah I mean I I thought we could definitely try some of that I mean we could do a, a game of Dr. Magnet Hands like you me and Damon or if we could get a couple more people it'd be really fun so um yeah should definitely look into that okay cool anyway um all right that's our short thanks for listening uh don't thanks for- everybody yeah don't forget to email us if you want dana at email FCBM. well email dana and she'll sort you out dana yeah at dana fcbm. at fcbm.io yes exactly yeah okay all right okay okay, okay bye